really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Today I'm continuing with my series on the shadow by talking about how healing yourself heals the world. So what we're dealing with here is the collective shadow, the shadow that is the sum of all shadow of humankind that we're aware of particularly right now. The shadow of humankind is really rising to the surface and light is being shown upon it all over throughout our lives right now. We're witnessing more and more the revelation of the corruption and the negativity and the woundedness and the pain that has existed below the surface in our society. All of the broken parts that have never worked well, but that we've been in denial about as a society, or perhaps many of us just didn't recognize and just didn't see. And in previous episodes, which if you haven't listened to yet, you may want to go back and listen to the previous three episodes where I've talked about the shadow. But we have come to understand that the shadow is what has been hidden in the dark, either covered up intentionally or unknowingly, sometimes for our own protection, what has been kept out of our sight and out of our view, usually for our survival. But at some point in life, everything that's been hidden in the shadow can begin to boil up under the surface. It's like a volcano that hasn't been active for centuries, but still has a core of lava, hot lava underneath that at any time can begin to boil up and re-erupt and spill over and cause damage. The shadow for us many times, it's like and this inert volcano, but that is ready to erupt at any time. And for us, it's actually a necessary step in our spiritual growth to be able to open up the volcano, to be able to shine light on what's hidden beneath to deal with it and reincorporate what has been separated or dissociated from ourselves. And this is true for us as a society as well. In order to continue to evolve as a species, human beings have to find a way to rise above the shadow issues that are present. And right now, I believe we're being called to look at this collective shadow that we carry, we all contribute to, and we all carry within us so that we can heal it, so that we can solve some of the many problems that are threatening us right now, and so that we can rise above it. So we all know what our collective shadow looks like here on this planet. We've seen all the evidence, the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. Those are some of the manifestations of the light shining on the shadow, shining on racism, the history of slavery in our country, genocide, war, misogyny, homophobia, and mistreating the planet itself. 
These are all the outward manifestations of our deep wounded shadow lying underneath that now needs attention and needs some healing. And oftentimes we look to try to heal the collective shadow that we see outside of us, around us, by becoming activists, by doing work outside of us to try to make change and create change in the world around us. But the fact is we actually can't cause things to change outside of us unless we've healed ourselves and worked on our own shadow issues and dealt with our own egos. Richard Rohr writes, what the ego hates more than anything else is to change, even when the present situation is not working or is horrible. So for us as individuals, we have to come to terms with the fact that our own egos will resist the very change we're trying to create outside of us in the, in the external world unless we do our internal work first, unless we learn how to train our egos, how to bring our higher consciousness into play, and how to be guided by that higher wisdom that we possess, to tame the ego and not let the ego continue to control our behavior and drive us into the decisions that we make in life. So this shadow work and ego training work is essential for us to do internally if we want to change things outside of us. And that's something that it's, it's really important for us to know as much desire as we have to see change in the outer world. We can't let that distract us from the importance of doing our own inner work. And I've suggested in previous episodes, it's work that we need to be doing constantly every day. We need to be writing in our journals. We need to be reflecting on ourselves, our own process. What's happening within me? What am I thinking and feeling? What's coming up for me? What is arising now that needs to be healed? If we're doing that every single day, we're moving slowly gradually, one step at a time toward our own healing and our own integrity. And the more we move in that positive direction as individuals, the more actually we're already helping the collective. Because every time you heal something within you, you are actually healing part of the wounded collective shadow in the world. And so all of the work you do on yourself is actually helping the world around you. And I talked about this metaphor of your house with a garden that when you replace the weeds in the in your yard with beautiful flowers that grow, you're not only changing your own living space, but you're creating beauty that other people can see and be inspired by. And you're creating more positivity in the world around you. So when you walk through the world, and you're shining more light, and you're sharing more love, and you're bringing more of this calm equanimity with you into the world, in every single thing you do and every action you take, you are helping to heal some of the pain and the anxiety of the entire planet. So 
That's why it's so essential for us to begin with ourselves and do our own work internally. And it's fine to keep volunteering for the causes that you care about. Keep doing positive work toward fixing what's on the outside. Just don't neglect to do your own inner work on a daily basis. And W.H. Auden wrote along these same lines, we would rather be ruined than change. And so this kind of sums up where our egos are. And so if we don't deal with this reality that our egos are really resisting the very change we're trying to create, we will not be effective in all of our efforts to try to fix things. You know, as I look at some of the actions toward climate change that are happening right now. I'm remembering back when I was in college in the 1970s, already I knew we needed to recycle. Already I knew we needed to eat less beef. Already then I knew we needed to cut down our use of fossil fuels. It's 50 years later, (laughs) and, and I've known it for all of those years. The problem is the knowledge was there, but there wasn't enough will to make the changes that needed to happen all those years ago. And that's because of the ego and the shadow, which would rather choose to be ruined than change. And we're now at a place where change is essential change is necessary for survival. So the need for change is coming to our awareness. But we are also more ready for change than ever before and more capable of it. So each one of us as individuals have to prepare ourselves and be in a position where we can tolerate whatever changes need to come our way, whatever changes we might have to make in our lifestyle, whatever changes around us in the way things function outside of us, we need to be prepared to accept the change because the change is necessary if growth is going to occur. And we have to allow those changes that happen within us, inside of us as well. So remember this change is an internal process We are not going to successfully change anything outside of us if we haven't done our own work and and gone within. And change also is more about what we let go of than what we grab onto, what we try to manipulate and reshape with our own hands. So this process of dealing with change is really part of the process of surrender and learning how to let go of what we have been attached to, let go of the way we want things to be or think they should be. We have to learn to live in a space for a while of not really knowing what the outcome will be of anything that we're doing right now, of anything we're experiencing right now. We have to learn how to be comfortable in that space of uncertainty, and keep doing the right thing, the good thing, the best possible thing in every situation. Keep bringing more love to everything that we do, how we walk through the world, how we talk to other people, how we do the work that lies before us. That is essential if we genuinely want to bring about change. And so I have a few poems I want to read to you that are going to reinforce this message. The first one is called Eleven by Tanya Markle, M-A-R-K-U-L. 
the pain that made you the odd one out is the story that connects you to a healing world. I absolutely love this brief and profound little poem for what it is telling us that it is our pain, our woundedness inside of us that gives us the key to connecting with the rest of the world. We change the world through our own woundedness. And you know the story and the archetype of the wounded healer. That is a reality. Each one of us is wounded and it's when we open up our own wounds and choose to live with them in an open way and, and work toward healing our own wounds that we become healers that can go outside of ourselves, out into the public, out into society, into the world and offer healing to other people because we connect to others through the woundedness that we have experienced, even to our planet, which is also wounded. We connect through the wound. And so the pain that we have rejected and tried to hide inside of ourselves because it made it made us different, made us the odd one out, as Tanya Markle writes, that is the pain we need to cherish and bring forward because that very pain contains within it the secret to making things better in our world and around us. And so as part of this process, as we recognize it's okay that I'm wounded, it's okay that I have pain, it's okay that I've made mistakes and I'm not perfect, it's okay that I'm carrying trauma inside of me, it's all right. Because all of those wounds and all of that pain is life's attempt to change us. And we have to learn to allow life to change us Part of our process of growth is allowing change to happen for us. Life will always give us new opportunities to grow, and they almost always come in the form of, of something somewhat painful that is trying to change us, to reshape us. And so we need to learn to embrace whatever life is bringing us that is pushing us toward change. We have to manage the ego in order to do that. It's our higher selves that know how to embrace pain and woundedness and heal it, not our egos. Our egos will always resist and run away and shun that kind of pain. So that's why we have to do this soul work and strengthen our higher selves so that our higher selves are in control of our behavior and can soothe and comfort our egos that are frightened and that want to push change away. So learn through your higher self to let life change you, allow changes to come, allow yourself to look at the pain that you are experiencing. And the next step here is to recognize, once again, as I already said, our connectedness with all of life, with all of the planet through our shadow wounds and to understand that it is our broken hearts that have the potential to heal others and to heal the world and heal our planet. And I have another poem along these lines to read to you. It's titled, Often I Imagine the Earth by Dan Gerber. 
Often I imagine the earth through the eyes of the atoms we're made of. Atoms peculiar, atoms everywhere. No me, no you, no opinions, no beginning, no middle, no end. Soaring together like those ancient Chinese birds, hatched miraculously with only one wing, helping each other fly home. I love this again. I love this image of the, the birds, each with only one wing, that have to help each other in order to fly. That is the symbol of the wounded healer. We can each help each other accomplish what needs to be done because we have a piece of what the world needs, but so do other people around us. They have different pieces. We need to all come together and there's a synergy that happens when we all bring our own pain and our own wounded hearts together. We can work together to help create the change that is needed. And so I, I love what he's saying. No me, no you, no opinions, no beginning, no middle, no end. Just soaring together and helping each other fly home. Wow, that is so inspiring to me, that thought and that image that I could come together with people that I have long thought are too different from me, people I see as having nothing in common with me, people I could never possibly work with or cooperate with. None of that is true. Those are all fictional stories in my head because the reality is we're all made of the same atoms. We're all made of stardust, to be honest. We're all made the same. We all have wounds and pain, but we all have hearts that can love and that long to bring this healing and wholeness to the world. So recognize that you are connected to everyone and everything else on the planet. There's nothing that is separate or apart from you. You are already connected to all of it. And what you heal within yourself will heal within the collective. If you do your own work, do it with diligence, do it every day. And then next, this idea came from another poem that I read online um, that talks about what we do with the pain that we feel inside. So um, for me, this means we use our pain in creative ways. We we draw from our wounds and our trauma and our pain and we create something new. We allow it to give rise to something new. So this was written by Iya uh, Ehime. You gotta respect the deep pain within you and give it a place to live that's not within your body. Let it live in art. Let it live in writing. Let it live in music. Let it be devoured by building brighter connections. Your body is not a coffin for pain to be buried in. Put it somewhere else. And I just love that advice. Your, your body's not a coffin for your pain. Allow it to come to the surface. Allow it to be revealed and then express it in some form of creativity. Ah, that's amazing and refreshing to me to think about it. Um, 
do art, do writing, create music, dance, garden, bring something new to the world, um, bake. In my end of life university podcast, you're going to hear next week about um, a young man who healed his grief by baking. <laughs> That's creative. That's making something new and using pain to create something new. That's amazing, fantastic advice. And that's what we need to be focusing on. And then a final poem that I have is by Rumi, one of my favorite philosophers. And Rumi writes, but that shadow has been serving you. What hurts you blesses you. Darkness is your candle. Your boundaries are your quest. You must have shadow and light source both. Listen and lay your head under the tree of awe. So this is a great reminder once again that the shadow is part of our lives. It's part of what serves us. It provides us with the raw materials that we need to be creative and to grow and transform. And so we should never disparage our own shadows. We need to be able to accept what's in our shadow, our pain and trauma and failures and wounds with love because they're there to bless us ultimately. And so I like his last line, listen and lay your head under the tree of awe. I think the more we can live with awe and wonder at life and be constantly amazed and constantly curious about everything that's happening around us, the more we can open up the painful wounds and do the work of healing train and teach the ego so that it can accept change and the more we can heal what we've been given to heal so that we can help the entire planet heal so just to reiterate the four things that I've been talking about here is number one let life change you remember that life is always offering you the opportunity to grow so accept your shadow and your wounds and your pain and recognize that it is an opportunity for you to learn something new and to be transformed and to transform the world around you and number two recognize your connectedness to everyone else on the planet, every living thing, and that it is your shadow wounds that allow you to heal others as a wounded healer. It is your broken heart that allows you to connect with the broken hearts of others and heal yourself and heal them as well. And then remember to use your pain to fuel creativity in the world in whatever form that takes. Use your pain to create something new and beautiful in the world, something that shows love to the world and light. And then finally, remember to stay in a place of awe and wonder and curiosity throughout your life so that you're always waiting for whatever arrives next, but never attached, never expecting anything in particular 
waiting for something wonderful and different and new, whatever that might be, and willing to continue to carry the pain of change and the pain of the past. So with that being said, I hope that you will listen to all four episodes on the shadow and do your own shadow work. I've given you a few tools in previous episodes for working on your own shadow every day. And I hope that each of us will be dedicated to that practice because that's going to help our planet more than anything else. Next week will be the week of Thanksgiving here in the U.S., so I'm going to do an episode on gratitude next week. But following that, I'm going to go through each one of the seven lessons, the lessons um, for, for living from the dying that I've talked about before. And we'll talk a little bit about the shadow and each lesson, and I'll give you even more tips for ways to heal the shadow in those future episodes. So if you would like to support this podcast, you can make a small contribution on a monthly basis or even a one-time annual contribution at my page on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash E-O-L-U. You'll be supporting both this podcast and the end of life university podcast if you sign up and make a contribution there and i'm really grateful for everyone who's been making donations for several years now so until we're together next week remember that we're here for love that is what all of this is about all of it healing our shadows is how we will bring more love to the world and that's what we came here for so face your fear be ready for whatever happens next and love each and every moment of your amazing wonderful life bye-bye